0: Welcome back to another episode, an episode in which I'm really, really excited for all of you to listen to today. We have an amazing guest from somebody who's absolutely killing it in the social media world right now on TikTok, on Instagram. He's at Simping, and he's really in the same space that we are, as I've mentioned before, in helping so many of you young guys out there in your dating life, figuring out what looks good, what doesn't look good, figuring out also your mental health situation becoming a better communicator, really all of that. And we talk about that here on this episode. And one thing we talk about too that's really important is looks and taking care of yourself. And if you're a guy out there, you have to take care of your skin. It is the first thing that she's going to see. And you and I both know the first impression is the best impression. I want you to head to tease.com and use code AntFarella for 10% off. Again, that's Tiege.com and use code ANTFARELLA for 10% off. Uncomplicated skincare for you guys out there. You got to take care of your skin. And without further ado, I hope all of you have as much fun as we did. I'm really intrigued and interested by... Your friendships are transactional take. I noticed this on your TikTok. I actually kind of relate to it a little bit. I would change the language at the beginning, but I think it's very minuscule. But kind of explain to our audience what you mean by that and really how people should maybe view friendships that they're in right now.
1: Got you. So um, that video started off by me saying I'm not friends with a woman like she's bringing value to my life. The reason why I said that is because in high school, um, I would chase after women romantically, right? And after a couple months of me investing time, money, emotions, they put me in the friend zone. And what happened is, um, I was I was a nice guy. I means I put their their needs and wants before mine. So I sat there and they called me every day talking about other men, their problems, and they sit there and take it because I was too much of a of a wuss. To say, listen. I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about your issues. Can you talk about something more positive? So they were draining me of of of, just everything I had because they always call with negativity and drama. It's almost like, it was almost as if like we're on the Wendy Williams show. And I was just, just sitting there listening to him complain all week and all, and all year. So I got to a point in my life where I was like, you know what, for not adding value, not making me happy, don't need you, okay? So I started hanging around people that added value. All my homies, like one dude on the way to the Forbes list, one dude's about to get signed to record label, and another dude is just like he makes a lot of money as a businessman. So it inspires me. So every person I'm around right now is is making me do better and feel better, right? So, um, but guess what? All through those people providing value. And I'm sorry, value. Like, okay, when I say transactional, people think tangible, like I'm like a dollar bill. No, 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 no. It goes deeper than that, right? Because when I'm around my home, you're talking about okay, how can we level up? How, that that that's value right you know what i mean for example um like you you even giving your time to someone is valuable you know like it's not always about tangible things so when i say friendships are transactional you may not get a dollar or two dollars from them but you're getting value and that's to me is a is a transaction is if can we can you give me a new perspective can you give me a new experience can you expand my mind because those things are value to me
0: so i think i i agree with actually a lot of that I think maybe where I would change it a bit is I would say acquaintances are transactional because you and I both know that there is a big difference between an acquaintance and a friend. And as you mentioned, you have your boys who are going up and doing great things that are going to have your back. There's only so many of them, right? No matter how big you are, you could be you or I, or just the average guy on the street. It doesn't matter because you really only have a few of them. So I think I would maybe take that to acquaintances are transactional because don't really have expectations of them or for them. With friendships, I feel like, and it goes back to the quote of your family is what you're born into. It's blood, but your friends are the people you choose to be your family. And I think with friends, I would never, at least for me and maybe for you, it's different. I would never put that in a place and really a stage where I'm thinking of it as transactional, even though there has to be value, as you mentioned, brought back Either way, it's one of those things where if you're in as a friend, you're kind of in Um, and and making that leap for me to being a friend versus an acquaintance is so, so important. I don't know if maybe that's how you deal with it with all the people that you've came across and you talk about women in your life, particularly with this question. So yeah, I think that's exactly where I change it. I don't know how you feel on that though.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. So I'm actually confused by it. maybe we, we, we have to keep on the, you know, going in on it. So for example, you said acquaintances are transactional. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. So acquaintances, um, how I define an acquaintance is we don't, it's like I see you out, right? It's not like we make plans together. I kind of see you out. What's up, bro? How you been? How's the fam? We talk, we're cool, but we don't really contact each other. So with that person, I don't really get any type of value from them. It's more so I get camaraderie, brother, like, like like a person. So it's like I don't get much value from them at all. So it's like I don't I don't expect anything of of them in a way. Whereas as far as my boys bring the value, the real value, which is why I hang around them and whatnot. And that's their currency to me is their value. So it meant to help me out with understanding the the point you mentioned, which is the the person you see at the bar once a week is transactional. That's right. I have a disconnect.
0: I think I view them more as transactional because I don't have expectations. And what I mean by that is for the acquaintance, as you've talked about, you don't have like you're not with them all the time. You're seeing them once a week, you're seeing them whenever. So I think I see that more as transactional. I feel more comfortable with myself saying hey, that relationship can be transactional in a you do this for me, I do this for you, even though it's not guaranteed because it's an acquaintance versus a friend where you're kind of in. I think that's where I'm taking it. Um, I've learned, you know, I've lost friends, I've I've gained friends, that has happened probably both of us. And one thing that I've noticed is I would never, at least for me, feel comfortable saying, and I think maybe I'm just getting tied up on the word transactional, like somebody that's a friend is really close to family with me. So I don't know if I could say, yes, they may not be bringing value right now, but I'm still going to be friends with you. You might disagree with that. And I think that's where I try and defer a friendship versus an acquaintanceship. I know that's not a word.
1: Now, now I get, okay, now it's rolling. Okay, I get that point. So let's talk about that. So, um, okay, so let's just say I met a guy in kindergarten, right? Been boys forever, right? And let's just say when we get to you know past college, he's still stuck in that phase. He wants to go out, drink every weekend. Uh, he's not. He's just. He just. He sees life. He's like, eh, I'll figure it out. You know, will that person still be my friend? Yeah. Will I prioritize him and hang around him often? No. It'll be more so. We. It's almost like you'll you'll still be my boy because we've been friends for so long, but you're not gonna be in my circle. As in the people I hang out with and talk to on a daily basis. So I get what, what you're saying there. Like, bro, why why would you like cut off somebody who you know since you're a boy, you're a kid. I'd still keep around, you're still my boy. Like for example, my high school friends, dude, we were with each other Friday through Sunday sleepovers, but guess what? It's just not the same relationship anymore. They want to party, I want to level up. We're still boys, you're still my brother. I love you, dog. But I gotta be around people that gets me to the next level. So I still love you. You're my friend forever, like like forever. But you're no longer in my close circle of friends that I level up with and because you chose a different route and I got to go this way. So that's how I see it.
0: For the young guy out there who maybe is even dealing with what we just talked about, who doesn't really have a sense of direction, what do you think is the best way for this young guy in particular, maybe in college, coming out of college, high school, whatever, what do you think is the best way for this guy to become desirable? Maybe three things particularly, but I know that's such a loaded question that you maybe can't get it to three things. So what do you feel as a guy who's been through it, been in it for a minute, what do you feel are like the best ways for that young guy out there who is listening to become desirable?
1: All right, so um, for me, guys, a lot of times people try one thing, they try school and it doesn't work out and they go, all right, screw life, right? Guys, I went on, okay, first was the NFL when I was a kid. I'm going to the NFL, no one's going to tell me otherwise. Graduate high school at 145, not big enough. Then, okay, I'm going to be the best businessman. I'm going to go to school and be a student. I have average grades. Then, okay, you know what? I'm not passing accounting, so business is not the way. I can't do that, so let me go into film, okay? Okay, film two, the class film two, requires me to spend 12 hours on the weekends making movies. I need to make money. Drop out of school. Okay, I'm going to be a YouTuber like Trevor Wallace, and I'm going to make comedy videos. Two years of that didn't work. Okay. now I'm gonna do this. Now I'm I'm gonna be a video. Like, dude, I took so many different, I just kept going. Right. I just kept trying new things. A lot of people don't try enough things. Like Gary V answered this question a thousand times at his seminars, like, try you know, you guys don't try enough shit. You know what I mean? So you gotta keep trying new avenues and don't get so hard on yourself when it doesn't work out. I I took five avenues, right? And now I'm on this one. So um, you gotta keep trying new avenues because I feel like that's gonna the only way to, to know what you like is to keep trying new shit. And the second thing I'll say to help you be more desirable is to, I feel like have a hobby or something you like to do outside of work. Man, I see so many people just go to work, come home, crack, open a beer, and that's that's the night. You know, like find a hobby, right? go man go spear fishing, go learn a box, learn a, like, learn a discipline, like go learn a, an instrument. These things will naturally make you a lot more confident because like you know if she hits the fan you can have to protect your friends or your family if you're you know if you're boxing um you know you know that if you're a, a, like a, a guitar player you can connect with people who make music because you play music. so it's like that's another thing and the last thing i'll say to help you uh you know be more desirable is to honestly i don't get this mean to be like a weird one but i i, I do it so i'll talk about is your looks like i can tell right now the host. Has a nice medium skin fade, eyebrows get done, they're, they're super nice. Uh, you know, his, his mustache gets trimmed up, skin looks good. Like he puts effort into his looks, which makes you desirable. You know, I made a video that has like almost two million views just on how to make yourself more attractive. And dude, the biggest kickback was your eyebrows. Now, mind you, I've been getting my eyebrows done for the past two years. Not one person in the comment section ever said, Hey, have you getting your eyebrows done? Cause it's such a subtle thing. Because, you know, but so if like a lot of men go, oh, like that's feminine. Nah, bro, it's not. Trust me. So I'd say looks, hobbies, and purpose for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree with that a ton. Um, the latter part so important. I'm going to ask you about that in one of our final questions. So stay tuned for that, people out there listening. But I think on top of that, I think for me that what I tell a lot of the people that do listen to our podcast here, and by the way, thank you guys so much for doing it, coming back each and every week. I think it's so important, and on top of what you said is important too, focusing on you, broadcasting your goals. I'm very big on that because I feel like when you do broadcast your goals, it makes you only have to deliver even more. Now, of course, it applies more pressure to you, and that could be a thing that you maybe have trouble dealing with. But I personally like that. I work within fear. So I think broadcasting your goals is is really important. And then on top of that too, if you're a young guy out there, Showing gratitude goes so fucking far. So far, I've learned that working in professional sports since 17 years old. I really have dealt with some crazy off-the-wall people that you really have no idea could even act the way that they do. And the one takeaway that I have from all of it, growing up in that, is the more that you show gratitude toward people, the more you're going to be seen as a better person. And it's not a thing where you're doing it in a, a way that's not authentic. But it's just something you're going to work on over time. So I agree with what you said there, a lot of it. And I think on top of that too, if you're a young guy out there, definitely pay attention to those things. So that pivots to another question that I have for you. And you're talking about becoming desirable. Why do you think women, when this guy is, is trying to do all of this and put all the effort in, why do you think women love the dude who puts in half-ass effort Versus the guy who would do anything. I have an answer to this, and I know you've talked about this before, but I'm going to let you go and talk about this because I'm sure this is one of your favorite things to talk about. But for our young audience out there, I'm very intrigued to hear your extensive answer on this.
1: Okay, so um, there's a stigma out there that's known as you know the bad boy wins, you know the good finish, the good guy finishes last, um, but you know it's it said a lot, but on a more serious note, you know, it's not so much good boy, bad boy, right? The good boy and the bad boy have traits and the traits that the bad boy exudes is what women, not all women, of course, a lot of women do like. So, okay. Let's just say the guy who's willing to do everything for her in a way can turn her off and it's like, dude, you just met me and you're willing to do all of this. I didn't earn this. You're just doing it off rip. So I feel like for me, when I date, I take things very slow with my pocketbook, with my effort, right? Because if you want more of my time, more, you know, better dates, you're going to have to show up, be consistent and bedroom fun. All those things, if those three things are involved, I'm down to escalate and do more things. But a lot of men, like, uh, you know, they may start off, Texting them every single day because I make sure I'm interested. They may do the overvalidation. Oh, Connor Pretty too much, Connor Beautiful too much. Again, they're thinking I tell her that she should she should like me more. Um, they may ask to see them. Like first dates on a Monday, hey, we're doing tomorrow, right? Like they're just doing too much, which can make a girl be turned off because she, girls like that, but when they like you, they want to see you tomorrow when they like you. And I feel like a lot of times guys do a lot trying to hoping with hopes that she'll like me more if I do this and the the bad boy, right? He's more so I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only doing this, you know, because I want to, not because I think you'll like me more. So that's probably my answer for that.
0: And you talk about effort there. And I think this is where I want to pivot this too. tell our young audience out there about your three date rule. Why three dates particularly? Um, and I know this kind of aligns with the effort thing too. Why specifically three dates, and why not five? Why not two? Like, what is the reason? If you're a young guy out there, to maybe implement this three-date rule, because I do think there is some validity in that.
1: Absolutely. So, guys, listen: women want attention, men want sex. Can you say all but want attention, all men? No. Okay, but be put majority of men in a room, then I say, yes, I want sex. Okay, they want it. So what this three date rule does, guys, it's a line in the sand saying, I am willing to drop this girl, cut her loose if she doesn't see me as a sexual option. Because here's the thing, I am willing to wait past three dates for sex if a woman tells me, listen, I am not banging anybody else, I'm just talking to you, I will stay. Because it's fine, she's not banging other dudes, right, but here's the issue. Some girls make you wait while banging other dudes, and that's not cool, right? It's like you're putting me in a boyfriend zone where you have to wait until I'm ready, while the guy I just met at the bar gets it tonight. That's not fair. That's like you walking into a Gucci store and you spending ten thousand dollars for a bag, and the next guy gets it for a hundred bucks. You're like, dude, I got jipped. What the hell? You know what I mean? So it's like this three date rule, guys. It it, it lets you, it basically it holds you accountable. For if she keeps stringing you along, keeps spending more and more money, you have no one to blame but yourself. Because you told yourself three dates, and here's date five, and she's still saying, oh, I'm not that type of girl. But if she goes on a date with one of us, she's banging me first or second night. you know. So it's like, you got to have a- rules in dating to hold yourself accountable, because a lot of dudes will DM me, hey, bro, you've been dating this girl for four months, still haven't done it. I'm like, dude, that's your fault. Like, like, You know what I mean? So it help- helps hold yourself accountable to have that 3 date rule.
0: Do you think that that could pigeonhole you at all where maybe a woman notices, hey, this guy really isn't putting any effort in dates one, two, or three, and maybe by date three you're putting a little bit more than one and two, but specifically in one and two, if she notices like you're not putting any effort in, don't you feel that that could maybe pigeonhole a young guy out there versus just playing it out and seeing how it goes? Now, I know you talked about holding yourself accountable, and I think that's what this three-date rule does, and I actually like it but do you think there's any possibility which there might be of pigeonholing yourself because she might notice hey you're not putting any effort in i don't want to see you again after day 2
1: got gotcha. you so guys to me effort is setting up a freaking date picking her up paying the bill that's effort last night was at yard house dropped 40 bucks hooked up with their little tongue action didn't 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 you know get in the bedroom with her but I'm I'm cool. I'm satisfied. That's effort, right? So if you're setting up the date, being the leader, hey, we're, I'm picking up at this time, going here. You show up, you swipe the card, you pay. That's effort. And if if and if yard house happy hour is enough effort for her, sorry girl, I know plenty of girls who've never even been on a date before and would love to sit down with a fly ass dude like me. So um, if that's not enough for them, you know, like me taking them out own to a rooftop bar, or me taking the happy hour is not enough. Then hey, so be it. I've had plenty. I've, I've had plenty of options running my running my game. So, if it's they don't, don't like the effort, they're not getting a stake on the first date, then that's not me, baby.
0: If you're a young guy out there too and maybe the 3 date rule works, or I guess I guess you can consider it working, where you get to the next steps and now you're in a relationship. What are your thoughts as a guy or a young guy out there on defining relationship? When to do it, how, should it even be him doing it? We've done we've done an episode on this, but I'm really intrigued to hear your response on that from Everything that you've seen.
1: Okay. So um, I'm going to use a lot of slang words. I'm going to make sure I definitely define them so people are like, huh? So I was raised um, with the Disney fairy tale in mind. Um, I was raised by kind of the feminine way of thinking is correct. And if you go against it, you're wrong and you're misogynistic and you're hateful, right? So I was always told, you know, reassurance, reassurance, reassurance. You know, I was told, you tell her you like her. You know, and and, I, and girls always tweet, oh, I hate guys. I hate when guys, you know, I, ha- I hate when I have to ask a guy, what are we? Like, oh, whatever girls say they hate, I'll make sure I never do, right? I hate the bad boy. I hate how he treats these girls. I'm, I'm going to be different than the rest of these guys. I played the, the the feminine game, what they tell me to do, and I always lost. Now, can a girl hop in the chat? Well, no, it could have been something else. You're, you're right, lady. You're right, Becky. It could have been something else, but I see a correlation and all the patterns in my relationships that ended because of me listening to female advice. And they worked way better when listening to the masculine advice. Even though it's frowned upon and it's not and it's not good in society, or listen to the masculine role, I was getting way better results. So guys, okay, for me, this is just me. My 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 thing is this, you may lose her not telling her how you feel, and you may lose her um by telling her how you feel. It's a 50-50 game. Because some girls, uh, you're in a relationship for me. You're supposed to be this high-value guy. I'm supposed to be chasing you. Uh, I'm uninterested. Or the opposite, wait, it's been two months. You to told me how you felt. Okay, now I'm moving on to this rapper, right? So either way, it's it's you can lose either way. But for me, I'd much rather the woman say, hey, I'm feeling you. I desire you. What's up? Because now I feel like it's a safe place for you to accept it, opposed to the other way around. So for me, I may get flack for this, but I don't care. I feel like bringing up the relationship is more of a more of a the feminine, because you know that that's her. She's supposed to be in her feelings, her emotions. I know girls hate that, but I don't care. I'm just, so i would much rather her bring it up than myself. Um, I feel like that's a much safer place. And when she brings it up, it's up to you. As, you know, if you want to take it or not. And uh, usually at that point, when a girl asked me one time, I did I did take it. So it worked out in my favor.
0: So when the relationship is defined and it works. A lot of young people, especially now today with social media, are finding ourselves, and I maybe think this is more me particular than anybody, but maybe you too, are finding ourselves in long distance situationships, relationships, whatever you want to call them. And do you think it can, because we did an episode on this too, um, and I've changed my view on this, but I'm intrigued to hear yours. Do you think it can work in this high level hookup culture we live in. Now, I don't think it's maybe higher level than 10 years ago, 50. I think now with TikTok and social media, it's more in your face, like it's, it's just more in your face, like you have no idea. And I think you've seen that too. So I don't know if it's more high level, but do you think that long distance can work if we are in this hookup situationship culture where if you're not here right now, it doesn't really matter what we've said on FaceTime?
1: Yeah, so um I'm gonna have to go, it doesn't work out. And I'ma say I don't have any facts, statistics to back this up, but I'ma say 70, percent 60 of the time it doesn't. And there's some that 40 or 30 percent that does work. There are some very successful I'll fly out to you twice a month. I haven't seen anybody, touch nobody, the one person in my mind. Beautiful. But um, I just don't feel like they're the best way. And this 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 is a bit more of a harsh statement, but I feel like guys who always have to who are constantly not once or twice constantly dating girls outside of you know the, the realm it's it's usually lack of lack of options. It's like dude if you're living in a place like LA and you're dating a girl in like St. Louis like come on like there's too many girls in your city for you to have to to catch flights to see one, you know, once or twice a month. So it tends to show me lack of options. So I tend to not do it. Have I done it? Yes. But while I'm still talking to the girls, right, I'm, I'm still keeping my options open because I know she is. So uh, I've done it, but I it wasn't I I wasn't. A, uh, I wasn't monogamous. It wasn't a monogamous thing.
0: And you and I both know too that it all comes down to effort and we've talked about it being the, the biggest indicator of interest. And I think when effort is put in both sides equal, then it can work. I've talked about that before, but I think something more important too is- Knowing your love language as a guy is so fucking important. And for me, I think the reason why a lot of them haven't worked is, yes, I could have done things better and situations situations could have been a lot better. But I think for me, physical touch is my number one love language. I didn't pick it. I didn't try and play to it. It just is what it is. So, and that's the thing, too, where if you're a long distance, it's not going to, like, I've been in so many of those where... You're great. You do this. You have X, Y, and Z. You, you know, can provide me with all of these things that I can give you back too. And a lot of the time, it's my thing is physical touch. So if you're not here with me, it's probably not going to work.
1: Facts. Yeah, man, it's crazy. All the all the girls I've dated, only two of them. Sorry, when I say date, I'm talking like like not relationships, like dates, right? Only two were touchy, and it was such a turn on because most girls, again. Especially, they're super attractive, so nonchalant. Like they'll they'll, they'll be at they'll be walking with you with their arms crossed. You know, what I mean, they're still into you though, but like they're just like they hate showing men interest. You know, that's the biggest thing. Well, when a girl's like, I don't care, I am gonna show it, I am gonna touch you, I am gonna grab you, I am at dinner, like I am gonna show you. Huge, sure not, because most girls will not do that.
0: What would you tell every young guy? And I feel like I've asked this type of question already, but I think it's extremely valuable to people out there listening, especially young guys. What would you tell every young guy out there? to set their non-negotiables as in order to gain respect. Maybe there's a list you have. I know I've asked you kind of something like this earlier, but I think this is really important because if you're a young guy and you can obtain respect from a really beautiful woman and in this sphere of social media and talking to some really high-level women too, you're going to be in a good situation and a good spot. So what do you think are the non-negotiables that maybe should be set to begin with. I don't know if it's maybe very common. Maybe it's just particular to that person. But what do you think is, is the best way to go about that? Do you want
1: to go men with their their guy friends or women, sorry, guys with women they date?
0: It doesn't matter. You can do both. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay,
1: let's do girls. I feel like most guys when it gets to girls, so let's we'll talk about girls. Okay, with girls, you have to have a take it or leave the mindset. And what I mean by take it or leave the mindset is, for example... I don't like texting a girl a bunch before a date. If I set the date Monday for Thursday, I may tap in Wednesday. Hey, morning, got a big day ahead of me, so I want to say, you know, what's up? Do you have a good rest of your day? You know, tap in, a real quick, little real, real quick tap in. And, um, hey, Thursday morning. Hey, morning, looking forward to seeing you at 6.30. You know, one girl legit, I text her, hey, morning, looking forward to seeing you. She was like, did you really just ignore me the whole week? I said, well, you know, I'd much rather have this, You know, I'd much, I'd much rather hear about you a week in person, our text left me on red. Some guys would have, you know, oh well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like, you know, pleading and like, please, like, go on you this date with that. me. I said, take or leave it, Chad, and I'm leaving it. Right. Because she may come back, but when she comes back, she do damn, he never begged, he never pleaded, never. Right. So that's a big thing with women, is you have to put your foot down and they may never come back and be okay with that. Another girl set plans with her. Um, say, hey, this is where we're gonna, this is where we're going. It was a nice little four-star place to grab a drink. And she never responded. Next day, they day the date, didn't say a word. Okay, fine. Two weeks later, hey, I have a lot to explain. Right. She was probably waiting. Oh, he's gonna text me. He's in he's in a bag for me. He's, he's going to wonder where I've nope, I have wondered shit. Right. I'm already moving on to the next three or four girls I'm talking to. What's up? Right. So having the take your leave mindset, you do do things my way. You respect me, or you'll never hear from me, right? Because she made her decision to ghost you. She made her decision to disrespect you. And if you show weakness and accept that disrespect, she knows. Okay, this is a guy I can walk all over because he's not willing to respect himself. So guys, I say the biggest thing is have a take your leave mindset where you set your rules in the sand. If she disobeys, you release her. And if she decides to come back. Okay, but if not, to
0: And guys out there, take it or leave it. That advice is really good. I'm telling you, that's the best way to handle it. I've learned the hard way. Maybe you've learned the hard way, too. But Uh,
1: yeah, you
0: know, yeah, that's just kind of how how this cycle of life goes. Talk to me about self-doubt thoughts that maybe you've had before, maybe even young guys out there, because everybody has them when somebody is particularly into you. Um, we talked about this. We've talked about this plenty of times on, on different episodes that we've done. And a lot of people won't admit it if you're in a group setting, but I think a lot of people resonate that, you know, conversation starter with them in that, okay, well, what's wrong with her? Why does she into me? There's a lot of self doubt, even though you may never tell her, you may never tell your friends. It's something that happens internally. And you and I both know that you got to make sure that your internal like thinking is, is spot on because if it's not, you're in a lot of trouble.
1: All right. So we say self-doubt. We're we talking about our dreams or we talking about with girls.
0: I think with girls, particularly with dealing with as a young guy out there, you wonder, this girl has all of this going for her. She has whatever, like whatever you're into. Why is she into me? I think a lot of, I think a lot of guys have those self-doubts as to why her particularly is in to me. It's. I think that's a common thing that happens.
1: Got you. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. sorry, guys. We're on Zoom right now and the connection went for a second. So I'm sorry if there's like a awkward pause. But anyway, when it comes to girls, guys, I feel like the self-doubt comes from when you think this girl is out of your league, right? And dude, that is the worst mindset to have. When you think a girl is out of your league, what you're going to do is do the most. You're going to maybe take her to a place out of your pocketbook. You're maybe gonna overvalidate. You're gonna do so many things, and guys, girls know when she's like an eight, nine, or a ten. She knows how some men can act. You have to act like you've been there before. I don't care if I'm playing Kobe Bryant one on one himself. I am gonna look him dead in his eyes and say, "Bring it, dude." I'm not gonna show fear. I'm not gonna show like I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna think that I'm just as good as him in that moment because I, I. That's just I'm not. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a competitor. You know what I mean. So. There's no girl out of your league at all. Trust me. You know, you got to really think that you were meant for this. And also, okay, let's go a bit deeper than that, right? You just got to know that how I say this properly. It's having the mindset that she's out of the league will mess up your game. So don't let it mess up your game and tell her to tell just tell yourself, she's just a girl. She's like a normal girl I met at the store. She's nothing special. Just treat her like a normal girl. That's probably the best thing I can say. She's just a normal girl, bro. Don't blow it.
0: And when that particular guy maybe goes up to her in a, a setting that's public, a bar, nightclub, wherever it's at, and he shoots his shot, what do you think the best way to handle rejection is for a guy? I think I have fine-tuned this to something really short, concise, and to the point, but I like it because it kind of hammers home everything that I want to hammer home in that moment if the rejection happens, which it has happened to everybody. There is nobody in the world that it has not happened to. And to be self-aware enough to know, hey, it could happen to me, and have a game plan as to, okay, well, if it does happen to me, this is how I'm going to approach it, rather than put a sad face on and show her that you're sad because a lot of women get off on that. And you and I both know that extremely well. So talk about, as a young guy out there, what is the best way to handle – that rejection, maybe even not in a public setting, maybe over text, and maybe it's different ways to handle it, but what's the best way you think is possible for guys out there?
1: Okay. Well, the way I'm going to say is tough for guys that don't have high confidence, my confidence to the roof. So I'm going to say this, baby, you missed your blessing. I'm sorry for you. Not the other way around, girl, You're a, if you came into my life, I was going to boss you up. You rejected it. You know what? That's okay. And nothing, nothing but the best for you. So I see it as a their loss. One girl at the bar, right, was like, I, I'm big into choosing signals, right? She's, I give like a nine, beautiful woman. She was backing up into me, right? At one point, like, was like back to like, back to chest on me. It's like, this girl wants me. I was like, hey, girl, what you drinking? She goes, none of your freaking business. I'm like, okay, girl, you, you have a good night, right? And I smiled at her. I almost like, like, give like a little, like like a, like a, like a, you can't see it on camera, but it's almost like a, I, I a little smile right because it's like girl you missed your blessing and i'm so sorry for you you know what i mean like you really would could have entered in a dope lifestyle with me doing cool things rooftop bars and like having a good time but you decided to be so i see it as they missed out and you have you have that mindset that they missed out then you're good you only get down on yourself if like you were rejected no like they rejected themselves for having a great time with you so that's how I see, it. but I'm curious to know, um, you said you have a, an, uh, an idea as well. So what, what's your way of like
0: handling it? I think you just tell her she's great. Like, hey, I just wanted to let you know you're great. Walk away, don't put on a sad face, keep your morale up to the roof as when you met her, when you went up to her and you know, engage in that conversation. Because as I mentioned already, women extremely, extremely love when guys put that sad face on and walk back and scurry their way back to their group of friends when you know they said no so i think something that i've learned is just to say hey i just wanted to let you know that you're great i learned that from somebody by the way and it has been so helpful for me with confidence too because when that happens i go into your mindset of you could have xyz whatever but i'm really not even there anymore i'm more at a point now where it's just okay well it's just somebody else it's another girl it's not, meant to be, it's not meant to be everything happens for a reason. Like a lot of that starts to happen. But I think the best way to handle it publicly if you're a young guy out there, and I tell guys this all the time, tell her she's great, walk away, don't put a sad face on, and just get out of that situation. So I don't know if that's something you've done. Maybe you don't handle rejection as much as maybe some of the other guys out there. But it does happen to everybody, and I think to be self-aware again, to know, hey, i got to be prepared for what is coming to me.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I've never ever called a girl great when she rejected me. I I usually just said I have a good night and I smile. It's a
0: fair point, you
1: know. But I just have a good night and I smile, and I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't let it phase me, because I know, you know, I have good height, good swag, good game, smell good, look good. So, I know that there's another girl here that would be love to talk to me. So don't don't get down to yourself, brother. Keep push yourself off and keep moving.
0: And guys out there, I think those are two great ways to handle it. Again, take it or leave it as he's mentioned many times already. So last question for you. We we talked about it earlier a little bit before we get you up on out of here. Just explain to our audience why as a young guy out there, it's extremely important to put the effort in into looks, mental health, physique, communication skills, really everything. And also you and I both know too that women love the effortless guy. So you don't have to go around parading around telling women you're doing all these things, just do it subtly, do it low-key, and I think you're going to be fine. But talk about why, as a young guy out there, it's important to pay attention to those things.
1: Okay, so there's some guys right now, right, living in Iowa, have one pair of jeans, four t-shirts, get a haircut once a month, and they're happy with that, right? And I'm, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but I live in a fast-paced city. I'm in, I'm like in 45 minutes away from Los Angeles, right, to give you an idea where I'm at. So it's like I'm, I'm in this culture of like keeping up with the Joneses where it's like everyone wants to be the be the best, look the best. So I kind of got sucked into that. And I'm honestly not, I'm not mad about it. You know, I'm in the gym four or five times a week. Um, I'm always trying to upgrade my looks somehow, some way. They're in a new facial hair style, uh, new hairstyle, new clothes style. And to me, it's like I'm always trying to become the best version of myself. Always. That's physically that's you know with my in the gym and that's also physically with like how i look and it's my beard my eyebrows my hair um i care about that stuff and i feel like if you're a man that's always trying to work on himself you'll have you'll have a girlfriend or a wife that's like almost has to fix like, just keep up with you right because that's why girls love saying dad bod no i don't like him too much i don't like him too looking too good because that makes them have anxiety where he's out and about and girls are looking at him at 35 37 you know it gives them like that oh shoot like he's still getting attention, right? So I want to be that older guy that's still getting attention. Not because I need it. It's because I want it, I want to be a desirable man until I die. I don't want to ever have a girl like me go, oh, he's fat and he's old and his clothes are wrinkled. Like I always want to be a desirable man for the rest of my life, you know? So that that's that's me though. Oh, there's a lot of men out there that are totally cool with completely graying out, getting a gut and now, hey, that's just life. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I just want to be a desirable man to like die. So, I know that that's going to require work, you know, and you got to be like an, like an athlete in the gym for life, and that's okay with me. And you're going to have to, you know, always be, you know, on the new trends to look good. And shoot, even if I got to get Botox, I'm 70, shit, I'll do it. I don't care. You know, it's just, I just want to be the most uh, desirable man I could possibly be. So, that's why I feel like that's what, that's just my take on it. And a lot of men out there, are like, hey, you're a weirdo for that. I don't care. I'm fine. But, like, I just want to be a, a desirable man for the rest of my life. And that's what, I, that's what I'm into.
0: And guys, if you're not doing it, somebody else probably is. So stay tuned to that. And one quick question. I've been asking everybody that I I talk to and run into and meet for the first time this question, and I get a lot of mixed answers, but I'm intrigued to hear yours. Are you more spark-driven or are you more you have to have X, Y, and Z for me to even have a conversation with you type of guy? When you're into women, talking to women, like if there's a spark then you're just going to figure it out? Or does it n- not entirely have to be a spark? I know that can be kind of confusing, and I worded it a little bit weird, but I think there's two extremes there, and I see people saying, oh, my gosh, there has to be a spark, or that person is not interesting to me, so I'm not going to talk to them. Or, hey, you know what, they have X, Y, and Z, and maybe there's a little spark. I'm going to you know, see where this goes and explore this. So what kind of guy are you, and maybe even on top of that, what do you suggest every young guy out there to – Look for
1: so, um, if I understand your question properly, uh, I'm, I'm gonna answer it Maybe let me know if I answered it properly because I, th- I think I understand your question. For me, there's not to be a spark, it's me finding you attractive enough to talk to. And you're my type, I'll walk up to you, take the risk of you. Because most honestly, dude, if I talk to 10 girls, two or three will give me a good conversation, the rest will be very challenging. But to me, I'm willing to give it you a shot, every girl a fair shot. Cause how most of my guys game girls is, for example, I'll approach one girl with a group of four Then they'll, Oh, chat, what's up, bro. Oh, who, who are they? So it's like, they kind of piggyback off of me. Right. But for me, uh, I, 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 uh, if I understand the question properly, I don't need a spark. I will try to create, it if I, you know, I'll try to create the spark between us, try to find something she's passionate about to get her talking and boom, you have a conversation where she's talking a lot and I'm listening, gathering data and asking questions back to engage in the conversation. So I think if think I'm answering it right, I try to create the spark or I look for it. I'm, I don't need one. I create it if I
0: can. Taking that even maybe a step farther into relationships, I'm not sure your situation, I don't think you have to make that public, but if you're trying to move it forward with a girl, like does there, so you're saying there doesn't, for you, you're trying to create it, there doesn't have to be, right? You're not like, like you know, sometimes like you meet somebody, like there's some times where I've met and, and it's been, Less than five people in my life that I've met, where it's like you feel jolted, and I, I you know, I think I've met a lot of people, and you probably have too. Um, and I'm very fortunate. I'm showing gratitude for that. But sometimes you'll meet people, and it's not often, but when it happens, you just kind of know. It's like the if you know, you know type thing. I don't know. I've had it happen to me. Maybe it's different with you, but I think that kind of draws me in. And then you'll sometimes hear people say, "Well, if there's a spark, you should run, because that only means things are going to go downhill." So there's really so many.
1: Yeah, okay. I've heard both, man. I've heard both. Um, so speaking of what you just said, I've, yeah, I've been there on the first date. I feel like we've like already talked before, already hung out before. Cause it didn't feel awkward. And the last my date last night, it felt very first dating. You know what I mean? Very, she's a little nervous and I'm, since she's nervous. I'm overcompensating trying to talk to her a bit more. Cause she's nervous, right? And there's some dates where we just, just, it just flows. So, um, so I would have to say, I guess reverting, I guess I'm going back to my answer where it's like, I actually look for a spark on a first date, but what happens is to get to the first date, you know, if I met her at a bar or a club, I have to, I had to go up to her and create the spark, you know? So yeah, I, I feel like it, it, when it, when it comes to a, like an actual date, I would like the spark, but when it comes to you, me going up to you, I'm, I'm willing to create it because there, there's not, there may not be a spark right there if I'm just cold approaching at a bar or something, you know, maybe, maybe, Oh shoot, tall black dude trying to talk to me like, uh he's like this tall, you know what I mean? So it could make her a bit nervous, but I feel like, uh, I can create it. If I use my word, you know, have my mouthpiece working properly.
0: We thank you so much for your time here today. Is there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? I know you're killing it on TikTok, You're killing it on Instagram. You're killing it everywhere. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, brother. So um, first off, I want to thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. I love being on other people's podcasts. I always have people on mine. So it's good to you know, come on to another great platform. Uh, TikTok is defund simping. Instagram is also defund simping. And on YouTube, it's also defund simping. We have a podcast. Try to bring on popping TikTokers who have this you know t- similar views or different views. We can talk about it on the show. You can also find me on Spotify at defund simping as well.
0: Thanks for doing this, and uh, I hope to see you soon. Absolutely, brother. Peace. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was perspective from two people who have been in it for a minute. See how that rhymes there, by the way? Anyway, I had a really fun time. I think he did, too. A lot of those conversations could have went in so many other different directions, but I wanted to keep it short, concise, and to the point because I know that you guys have lives out there, and I wanted to make sure that hopefully... Your perspective maybe has changed, and for the better. Shout out to teach Hanley for sponsoring this episode. If you're a guy out there, you have to take care of your skin, and I have a very easy way for you to do that. Head to teach.com and use code Antfarella for 10% off. You're not going to be disappointed. Also, slash partners for all of the other deals and discounts that are available to you from our fabulous, fabulous partners. And with that being said. I will talk to all of you later.